Welcome to Living Rural, a podcast on home financing and mortgages for rural living. I'm Michelle Sandin, your host and your Rural First Consumer Lending Officer with Farm Credit Services of America. Let's dive into the world of rural home financing together. On this episode of Living Rural, I have with me today Jen Goodman, Credit Analyst here at Farm Credit Services of America. I wanted to bring Jen in on the show to help our listeners get a better understanding of how financials are looked at from an ag lender's perspective. The financial position and performance of a farm entity can be summarized by four different financial statements. The statements we look at are a net worth statement, net farm income statement, statement of cash flows, and statement of owner equity. These statements are important when it comes to analyzing repayment for a home loan mortgage. So welcome, Jen. Hi. Hey, thanks for coming on the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, so tell me a little bit about yourself, kind of how long you've been with Farm Credit, your your background, and how long you've actually been an analyst here. So I've been with Farm Credit for almost 12 years. I've been a retail credit analyst for the last about four years. Prior to becoming a retail credit analyst, I was a consumer credit analyst, and I underwrote all of the country home loan mortgages that we did. Before Farm Credit, I was a mortgage loan officer, a processor, and an underwriter. So I've been in the world of lending for many years. Mm, Nice. Has it changed? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Constantly changing. Constantly. Constantly. Yep. I think that's um, why I find it so interesting is is every year everything's changed and it's just, it's it's so different, the consumer world. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, obviously we're an ag lender. We kind of look at our farmers a little bit differently than other lenders. So, Farmers' financials are viewed way different than like your typical wage earner. So I just thought we'd talk a little bit about kind of things that we look at. And it's not, you know, every everything is case by case. It's, it could be a little bit different. But, you know, one thing that I kind of think of is somebody's always saying, yeah, you'll lend some money. But what are the what are some of the important things we look at when we look at a farmer's financials? Like, you know, and I tell people, I'm like, all right, I, I need your tax returns. And that's all pages, you know, all the schedules, the W-2s, pay stubs. So Tell me kind of what your thoughts are when when you get that tax return, what you're looking at. So yeah, when we get the financials from a customer, we want to look and see what is their profitability. Are they able to service the debts that they have? And are they able to service the debts that they want to have? So we take a lot of different financial statements from customers to review everything all in one package. It's not just one certain financial statement that we look at. Mm-hmm. And I think that's different than your typical wage earner where we're looking at that W-2, right? We can mm-hmm. we can see the income, but farmers or self-employed people, those, those tax returns just come across a lot different. And everyone, like I said earlier, is case by case. It's yep. so different how they're prepared and we can't tell them how to prepare them. It's right. just each, <laughs> each buddy's a little bit different. So, you know, on a on a on a W-2, why do we look at gross wages? I, I get that asked a lot is, okay, you're looking at my gross income versus my net income. Yeah, we use gross income because there are a lot of variables mm-hmm. in the calculation of net income. You know, people can always change their medical or retirement deductions mm-hmm. if needed to service additional debt. So we, we gross wages is a better number mm-hmm. to use rather than what their net income is. 
Mm-hmm. And, a, and a lot of that is, you know, in the consumer world is we're talking about repayment. So I mm-hmm. want to know the income, the wages that you're getting, because I need to show repayment. I need to show that you're able to make the mortgage payment. Yep. So for somebody who is self-employed or, or our farmers or anybody that, that I guess is self-employed, talk to me a little bit about like the schedules. Um, and let's just go to a, to a farmer. So we're looking at that schedule F. Mm-hmm. Obviously, typically it's it's gross income at the top. And then there's things that are taken out. Do we look at that a little bit different or Is there different ways we can look at a Schedule F or a farmer's income? So I would say for both a Schedule F or a Schedule C, anytime we have those schedule incomes for sole proprietors, we typically like to have a three-year average Mm. of those schedules so that we can, you know, take an average and not just the most recent year because things do change and there could be more expenses one year compared to the previous year or there could be more income one year compared to the previous years. So when we analyze requests that where there is a Schedule F or a Schedule C, we do want to see that three-year average from their tax returns to see their ability to repay. I can think of a couple things. Maybe um, if somebody holds income over, right, Mm -hmm. or grain that that wasn't Mm -hmm. sold in one year and and so they've sold it the next year, or somebody that's maybe gaining some acres or the operation has changed from year to year. That's why I think looking at that three-year average can help. Do we ever look at like a projection? Absolutely, yeah. Projections are important for our customers where their operation has changed or will be changing. Mm -hmm. You know, we've got some... Some people who, you know, maybe they've been farming 200 acres historically, and now they've got an opportunity to pick up 500 more acres. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes a big impact on what their income is going to be going sure. forward and what income they will have to service their debt in the future. So how do we look at that? If, if somebody, and, and I've had that before, is a customer comes in and maybe he's getting some of dad's land or grandpa's land and has that opportunity to gain, you know, some acres. Typically what I try and say is, all right, how much, and tell me, steer me if I'm right or wrong, but um, kind of the questions I think of asking is, all right, how many acres is tillable? Mm-hmm. Do you have an idea of maybe what's going to be planted the next year, mm-hmm. the income or the bushels that you're going to get off of that? And then do we kind of look at what are today's grain prices or how do we, can you talk to me a little bit about when we do that projection, kind of what we're looking at as far as the income? Yeah. So when we look at a projection for a grain farmer, for example, we have standard prices that we use, mm-hmm. especially because most of the time you're looking at a long-term debt repayment ability. Sure. Right. So we're looking at somebody who wants a 30-year mortgage on farm ground or even a home or whatever Mm -hmm. the case might be. We want to make sure that we're using prices that are reasonable, Mm. not, you know, $6 corn and $13 beans, because is that price maintainable long term? Mm. Probably not. So we want to look at a more standard price for corn and beans to make sure that they have the ability to repay those loans gotcha. long term. Mm-hmm. So we ask that they do a little bit of homework, right? Figure out oh, yeah. maybe from the prior owner or the or whoever was farming it, you know, give me an idea of the bushels or... Yep. We um, want to know what their expected yields are going to be. We want to know, you know, they need to know what their expected expenses are going to be too, right? Sure. You know, how much am I going to have to pay for seed and how much am I going to mm-hmm. have to pay for chemical and fertilizer and... Am I going to have repairs? And what's my rent going to be on these acres if I don't own them? Mm-hmm. You know, so th- the borrowers do need to do a little little homework and come prepared with their projected numbers. And I would hope or assume that they've done that if they're taking on this, you know, new acres. 
Yeah. So a lot of times, too, another thing I can talk about is, or that I think about is, you know, the equity trend. So Mm -hmm. can you tell me a little bit about that? What does that mean to somebody when, and and sometimes I'll ask for the prior year's balance sheets. Not only do I need the three years tax returns, but sometimes that underwriter will come to me and say, Michelle, do you have the past balance sheets? Because I want to look at an earned equity trend. What's that mean? So (laughs) uh, an earned equity trend is analyzed with a customer's balance sheets. Uh To be able to get the most accurate picture of their equity trend, we need these balance sheets to be similar dates, right? So I want to have the December 31st, 22 balance sheet, the December 31st, 23 balance sheet, because this is a snapshot in time right? So this is a financial picture of their operation on this particular day. Okay. And for us to use this equity trend, it's best if the balance sheet dates line up. Okay. Historically. So this equity trend is kind of more of a truer picture of a customer's operation. And it allows us to to determine their profitability and performance over time. The equity, the balance sheets show oh, I added this asset and I added this liability, whereas looking at tax returns don't always show that increase in equity or, or decrease in equity sometimes. So okay. it's just a gives us a little bit better picture of what's going on sometimes. So yeah, a balance sheet is basically on any given day, right? And sometimes mm-hmm. when I ask somebody for a balance sheet, I say it is it, a balance sheet is what it is today. Yep. Tomorrow your balance sheet could change. Yep. So a balance sheet is way different than the tax returns. So tax returns are going to show what you've done income and expense wise over the previous year. Yep. So why are cash flow projections important? What can I tell them when they say, well, why do you need that cash flow, Michelle? What does that do? You know, cash flows are important for us because we want to see what the projected income is going to be, right? Okay. And and I think it's also important when when we look at these is with the additional debts that the borrower might be taking on, this allows us to not just look at what their historical debt load has been, okay. but what their projected, you know, future is going to be, right? What is their projected incomes and expenses and with additional debt being added to the operation, what's their projected capacity? So we're using them to determine, do they have the ability to repay going forward? So that's exactly what I was going to say, is kind of what's left over, right? Yep. At, at the end of the month, after I've paid all my bills, um, and whether it's a farm or, or it's a home loan, we're, we're still looking at that, right? Yep. So some things we kind of take into consideration is living expenses. And I tell people, I don't, I don't know what your living expenses are, you know, your monthly utilities, but we kind of have a general number that we can that we use because mm-hmm. we want to make sure that that there is that capacity to yep. to make the payment and then there again live right yep. live comfortably exactly yeah walk me through kind of a schedule f or, or a schedule c a schedule f obviously is farmer uh, schedule c is kind of your sole proprietors or you know any self-employed person kind of a schedule e you'll see a lot of times you know maybe farm income or there's there's a lot of different schedules but Obviously, kind of we talked a little bit earlier on the top, you're going to kind of see the gross income, usually Mm -hmm. expenses. But do we, then maybe it kind of goes back to our previous conversation is how are we looking at that? You know, what's what's on those? So a Schedule F is where you're going to have your farm income Mm -hmm. and your farm expenses. Your Schedule C, again, that's for the income and expenses for a business that you operated as a sole proprietor. Mm -hmm. They both show what their income was over the year and what their expenses were for that given year. So they're very similar in what they they tell us. Mm -hmm. And again, kind of like I said before, income changes. Income 
can change and expenses can change over the years. And so it is important for us to have that historical information mm -hmm. so that we can better analyze what their capacity is going forward. Is there anything on those tax returns that we can kind of add back in to give them a little bit more income? Yeah, depreciation okay. interest can get added back in Okay. so that we, you know, those numbers fluctuate year to year. So mm -hmm. it, that, that does give a little, a little help. Sometimes I get asked, you know, because a lot of times those schedules may show an, a negative net income. And so I can't advise people how to do their taxes. But any thoughts on that? Kind of when somebody, you know, tells me, well, th well this is what I've made. Well, unfortunately, I've, I've got to look at what are you reporting to the IRS? Mm -hmm. So there again, I can't, I can't, we can't advise people how to do their taxes. Right. And I would say customers all do things a little differently. Mm -hmm. And that's why they have a tax professional to mm -hmm. complete those schedules and and their their accountant is the one that will help them decide what's what right. right that's why for us like tax returns aren't always the most accurate picture of a of a sure. farming operation and that's where we do like to use balance sheets to analyze the operations equity trend mm -hmm. you know earned equity trend how much you know where are they really because sometimes the tax returns with what expenses they can claim just aren't always a true picture. Always, yeah. So there again, it just goes back to our previous con conversation of we kind of can analyze it a lot of different ways. So mm -hmm. it's kind of just figuring out, um, you know, what makes sense for the operation. Yep. Yeah. That's, it's all case by case. Yeah. Each, each request is analyzed on its own. There isn't this one box that everything has to fit into. Right. And so that's what I advise people is, you know, like, we look at income so differently than than probably um, a lot of other lenders. So it's just understanding that true picture of what does their operation totally consist of. Mm -hmm. And I yeah. mean, the big thing we're looking at is what is the operation's ability to repay their debts? Mm -hmm. And is it there? And that's just not a farm credit guideline. I think that's lenders across the board. Yeah. Right? We got to oh, yeah. make sure repayment's there. Yep. So kind of as a summary, what are the most top three maybe financial documents that a borrower can have prepared and ready when they're coming to do a loan application with farm credit? Yeah, so I would say that the top three financial documents that a customer could have would be their balance sheet, mm -hmm. which again, we said was a snapshot in time, you know, mm -hmm. on that given day, what is your assets and liabilities? Mm -hmm. And then if they have the historical balance sheets, great, bring those two, they're helpful. And then their tax returns. We want to see their income statements. We want to see a three-year average of them. So bring three years of tax returns. And then the other one I would say is the, the cash flow projection, especially if the operation is seeing changes or something different happens. We do we do like having those cash flow projections too. Mm -hmm. And I've talked about on previous podcasts, I mean, especially in the consumer world, you know, when I ask for those tax returns, I am truly meeting all pages, all schedules, mm -hmm. everything. Cause there again, we're looking for that schedule C, the schedule F, the schedule E, and then there again, the balance sheet and, and the difference in the balance sheet is the assets and your liabilities on any given day. Your tax returns are truly the income that you're reporting filing with the IRS. Yep. So different documents, but we kind of look at them and use them in, in many different ways. Yeah. And all those documents together help us to tell the picture mm -hmm. of what's going on. So that's why it's important. It's not just one financial statement that we need. We need multiple so that we can understand the full picture. Right. So on a balance sheet too, when I ask for that, you know, I, I 
tell people, make sure that you're listing all your assets, even though we may not be using them to qualify you. I, you know, it helps build the strength of a borrower and, and kind of mm-hmm. tell their whole background. So, you know, put those retirements in there, put any asset you have, I want to know. We may not use it, um, obviously, for the loan application, but it just helps build the strength of of each borrower. Would you yep. agree? I would agree. It, it, provides a, it provides a picture of where are they at, right? Mm-hmm. What what assets do they have and what liabilities do they have? You know, large or small as they may be to them, it still provides this picture of the picture, yep. what's going on. And that, mm-hmm. I mean, I'll have a lot of people, well, I have retirement, but I'm not drawing on it. Well, that's okay. Yeah. I, I want to know. I want to see the big picture. You I have it. See it's everything. your asset. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So is there anything else that you want to share with our listeners as far as kind of how we look at things at Farm Credit and the financials? And it's a lot of work. I, I'm sure yeah. that you see many different um, scenarios. Like I said, each operation is different. And I know we've probably talked a little bit about maybe more grain, how we focused our conversation, but there's other entities, you know. Yeah, there's the, other, there's other, you know, we've got grain farmers, we've got cattle farmers, mm-hmm. we've got people with hogs, you mm-hmm. know, there's, it's, we look at all of it. And you know? still looking at, still needing the same documents, no matter if you're a grain operator, a hog operator, you know, cattle, or, or strictly just, you know, somebody looking to purchase land or that new mm-hmm. home. An investor, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. We, we look at all all the different operations and you know it's the same thing for each one we need the exact same financial information for all of them. It's nice. not, there's no different documents needed depending on what their operation is. Yeah. I bet you find your job very interesting. I do. I, I love it. Yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for coming on the show and sharing. Yeah, thank you for um, having me. Yeah. I loved it. So, so thank you for joining us on this episode of Living Rural. I hope you have found value in the information we have shared regarding how Farm Credit Services of America views farm financials. We release new episodes each week and look forward to seeing you next time. Rural First is a trade name and exclusive trademark of Farm Credit Mid-America, NMLS 407249. Rural First is available to consumers within the territories of participating Farm Credit System associations, including Farm Credit Services of America, NMLS 579135, and Frontier Farm Credit, NMLS 628123. Equal housing lender, all loans subject to credit approval and eligibility.